good morning. It's morning for me in LA. And I know it's not morning for everyone. But um we're in the morning waking up period of our lives, are we not? <laughs> oh, and I'm so happy to be with you. Truly I am. I look forward to our time together. And uh we had a week off and now we get to be together again. What a blessing. So we take that breath of love and gratitude. We open ourselves in divine harmony. So grateful and so thankful right now to say yes. Yes, yes, yes. Opening our hearts and minds to the very highest possibility of love. We're tuning inward. We're partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self to remember our true identity as perfect love. We're willing to be truly helpful. Yes. So grateful and so thankful to consciously surrender all false identification right now. Hmm. So grateful and so thankful to wake up to true reality right now. So grateful that we're not making ourselves wait. That we've surrendered that belief that we have to get something. We're willing to simply be ourselves and to recognize ourselves in each other. Recognizing our true identity in each other, we join together for this holy, holy purpose. Hmm. So calling upon the violet flame for transmutation, awakening, and ascension, we're opening ourselves right now. We consciously move into our heart space, seeing that threefold flame there, the flame of divine love. So grateful. Seeing the flame of divine will, the blue flame, the rose pink ray of divine love, that flame, that heart flame awaken our heart, the blue flame of divine will, divine authority. Awake and alive in our heart. Joining together, merging to become that violet flame in our heart. So grateful. Breathing deeply, opening our hearts and minds right now. 
seeing that yellow flame of divine will in our heart divine wisdom the yellow flame of divine wisdom illumination that clarity of God we're willing to accept the gifts of our awakening right now choosing to awaken and ascend in our awareness using the beautiful prayer from Aurelia Louise Jones invocation to the cosmic ascension light beloved glorious I am presence light of my soul may the light of cosmic ascension and divine love be poured within my soul and into the earth like the light of a thousand suns to permeate the earth and to saturate her people and her many kingdoms may all negativity illusion and karma be transmuted by this cosmic ascension light of God that never fails may the great golden age of enlightenment love peace brotherhood and prosperity for all be established now within our dear planet by the action of this great ascension light by authority of my beloved I am presence the light of the father mother God presence and by the authority of the entire spirit of the great white brotherhood I affirm as a son of God I now declare that I am an authority on earth I am calling for the action of the light of a thousand suns to be released now on this beloved planet for the immediate transformation of earth into the shining star that is her destiny and for the raising up of humanity into their eternal freedom in the realms of light and divine perfection I request that the light that is needed to manifest the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven be released now without limit until all is ascended in the light and free and so it is beloved I am so by our cosmic right to invoke healing ascension awakening clarity freedom wisdom joy peace and harmony abundance and prosperity healing and all the spiritual good the purification the creativity profound healing we have the right to invoke it for everyone and we choose to use that right to invoke mother earth and all her many beings to be soaked and saturated by the violet flame we are willing to walk on this earth as a living representation of divine love divine will and divine wisdom divine transformation and freedom using the seal the earth with the ascension fire 
prayer from Aurelia. Beloved, mighty, victorious presence of God of my being, I am and of all humanity, beloved legions of the ascension flame, angels of purity and victory, brotherhoods of the ascension fire at Luxor and Talos, and the entire spirit of the great white brotherhood, I decree. Seal, seal, seal our dear earth, her atmosphere, all of her governments, her people and her many kingdoms and oceans and waves of unlimited mighty ascension flame. Oceans and waves of unlimited mighty ascension flame. Let the fiery essence of the ascension flame penetrate and saturate every man, woman, and child on this planet, every animal, every mountain, every ocean, river, and lake, every tree, blade of grass, every flower, lifting and raising all life upon earth out of human negativity into the glorious frequency of the Christ light and the perfection of the ascended state. Sustain that vibration forever. Infuse the ascension flame and the fire of divine love into every particle of life on earth. Sustain that vibration forever. Infuse the ascension flame and the fire of divine love into every particle of life upon this precious planet and its evolution. Allow us all to return to the house of our Father, Mother, God from whence we came, forever to remain in the eternal victory of God's divine plan fulfilled. I give thanks that this is done, for I have made this call in God's most holy name. And so be it, beloved I am, beloved I am, beloved I am. Consciously choosing to lift and raise all life upon the earth out of human negativity into the glorious frequency of the Christ light and the perfection of the ascended state. This is our divine impetus to be truly helpful, a healing presence in this world. So grateful. There's no moment that we're powerless. That's the greatest lie ever told. Only the ego is powerless. The ego is like an automobile that can go nowhere without gas. And the gas, the fuel, is our attention, our belief. So we're withdrawing ourselves from ego identification. We're withdrawing our investment in fueling traveling with that ego vehicle. We're aligning with the pure spirit to fly on the wings of the Holy Spirit, revealing our true identity. So as we're recognizing these flames in our heart, we take this divine opportunity to Literally breathe into our heart awareness any misqualified use 
of our divine energy, our attention, our word, our thoughts, and our actions. Any misqualified use of our energy in all directions of time and space, we're breathing into our heart space, into that violet flame heart space, to be transformed, to be forgiven, to be requalified, and we're breathing out violet flame energy. So breathing in the misuse of our energy and breathing it out as that healing violet flame energy to support all beings in resurrecting to their true identity. Such a beautiful practice of loving ourselves free. Whatever the misqualified use of our energy has been, perhaps some thoughts might come into our awareness. Things we've said or done, we feel guilty, ashamed, regretful, angry. We've hurt ourselves. We're blaming ourselves. Anything known or unknown, any misqualified use of the energy Known or unknown, we're breathing it into our heart, allowing the violet flame of transformation to re-qualify it and breathing it back out as pure, beneficial violet flame energy. So grateful that we can Call for and allow transformation. So grateful. Mm. So grateful. Just noticing if anything that you're Breathing in to be transformed. You have an awareness of what it is. Blessing it. Blessing everyone involved. Pouring a blessing out onto anyone and everyone that we've ever intentionally or unintentionally hurt in any way, shape, or form. giving thanks for all of our healing, giving thanks for the re-energizing and the transformation that is continuously happening around the clock because we wish it to be so, because we're willing to receive it, our vibration being lifted every day. So great. So grateful to claim our healing and share the benefits with everyone. We joyfully allow our healing to be. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen.
Sitting outside in Los Angeles and some very loud helicopters going above. Traffic helicopters and things like that. Okie dokie. So in this expansive state, I'm inviting you to look at the circumstances and situations of your life. And in particular, let's look at the ones that are going really well. On a physical, emotional, mental, spiritual level, what seems to be going really well? What feels grace-filled? Might be your finances, might be the beauty of your home, might be your sense of health and vibrancy, might be your a relationship that you have. What is the thing that feels so much like it's going well? You feel blessed. You feel graceful. And then let's open our heart and mind to examine what is our belief in that area of our life. What is our belief? What do we believe is possible? What is our thought and belief around that area of our life that's going really well? So I invite you, if you have a means to write it down, what are the thoughts and beliefs that you have about this area in your life that's going well?
and opening our awareness to the area in our life that causes us the most efforting challenges, distress, worry, doubt, fear. What is the thought and belief that's happening there? What is the recurrent thought and belief that's happening there? Where is your attention throughout the day? Where is your attention throughout the day? So taking this insight and this awareness, as Venerable would say, all concepts dissolve into light. So we're going to bring the light of our attention to these concepts here and then allow them to dissolve in the light. So I'm going to unmute everyone here in just one moment. Taking a moment to adjust if you need to on your handset, self-mute, or your computer. Here we go. Everyone is unmuted. So, who is willing to share some area of their life that seems to be going well or no complaints and what was that positive area let's say that and what was your belief about it anybody willing to share hi Jennifer it's Bojana hey Bojana uh, if it's alright with you I wanted to share something about the last part of the meditation before about what's going really well and I was going to ask you the question of why why we would be breathing in the misqualified energy or belief and then breathing out into the heart. Because I have been breathing in the flames and breathing out the flames into the various bodies. But I've been sitting here with a fairly concentrated feeling of almost pain and discomfort in the area of my pancreas, and I've been working with that. Then I remember Jesus in one of Jesus' writings saying, if you have pain, breathe it into your heart. And I did send my loving attention straight smack into that feeling of pressure and pain. And I visualized the violet flame in my heart and I brought it, breathed it right into that fountain. 
and I had an enormous reaction. And I felt the, um, I had a verbal reaction, and I felt that that a conglomeration begins to dissolve. And I repeated that several times, and without a doubt, I had an instantaneous resolution. It may not be completely gone, but it did have a very significant effect. Mm. And related to that, I found that accumulated uh, negative, fe- misqualified feelings of sadness reside there. And that crying makes a difference as long as I am crying in the arms of an angel. As long as I am crying in the arms of love and forgiveness. And that makes a difference rather than just trying into whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the specificity of being in the arms of Mary, of beloved archangels Raphael and Zakia for forgiveness. Makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I just wanted to acknowledge that the efficacy of that. Um, say thank you. Thank you. And so let's take a moment, since you brought it up, to look at that. So let's start with what, why would it bring a greater experience of healing? to rest in the arms of an angel or an ascended master? Because I'm accepting unto myself the feelings of love, of healing, and the forgiveness. I'm allowing the radiation in. Maybe I don't have enough of it in, in the fount of my heart as yet. But when I invoke the present and uh, parenthetically um, in my reading, I don't know whether I missed it or whether I just didn't catch it before, that the angel's purpose is contact with humanity, that their evolution depends on contact with humanity directly or indirectly and that simple knowledge has made such an enormous difference in my willingness to partner up (laughs) all the difference in the world they're just waiting there to help me i'm not doing something special it's not something special it's all for me it's all for them as when I pray with someone, it helps me. So I now understand that when the angels, when I connect with the angels, it's for them as well as for me. 
and the light went on big time <laughs> in my being. Yes. 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 Anybody else have any ahas or insights about why there's a greater sense of healing when we join together with the angels and the masters? There's a joining of spirit, a joining in love, that we're not standing alone. So the separation is no longer an aspect of our consciousness at that point. Exactly. We've moved from treasuring the separation to treasuring the unification. And and what does it require in our belief system for us to put down the weapons of separation and pick up the tools of unification, joining with other people, other beings, uh, with spirit being the primary tool that we have for healing a belief in separation? What, what other beliefs? Beliefs. What other attitudes? What other things do we engage when we join with other beings? Worthiness. Worthiness is key. We. This this is why I I say that the answered prayer is contained in the prayer request. And I'll say sometimes when I'm speaking, particularly when I'm speaking in a church, uh, when I get in the church, I, I look for where's the prayer request box. And I'll tell people there's a prayer request box. There it is. Do not walk by that without putting in your prayer request. If you walk by a prayer box or an opportunity to pray and you say, no, I don't have time, no, I'm not interested in that, then it would only be because you don't understand the power of prayer, which means you're not interested in the power of prayer. So what are you interested in? Separation. So when we are joining with other beings, whether it's people who are having a human experience or angels or ascended masters, when we're willingly joining, we're affirming our willingness to have a healing. We're affirming our willingness to lay the weapons of separation down. We're affirming our worthiness. And and that we can be healed, that the healing is happening. Because people who have no willingness, no sense of worthiness, no faith or trust at all, 
don't engage in prayer. They don't bother, except perhaps for show, for ego show. So that's why there's so much benefit in this joining. It's why I feel compelled to make my whole life about joining. Yeah, it's why the prayer partnerships in our classes are so valuable. Anybody have any other ahas or insights about this? My experience um, with prayer, I feel like I'd like, I pray, and um, but I, I, I feel like there's, some, there's an element missing in there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe, um, well, I certainly have had miracles and um, believe uh, that miracles happen. But to, I don't know what it is in prayer, I pray. And I love it when I uh, pray on the uh, prayer ministry. I love I love doing that. Um, and you know, and I put everything in it. Uh, but the, I don't know. There's an element somewhere in there that uh, is missing. I don't always think of prayer first, and you know I don't I don't know what I really don't know what that's all about. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, and I want and I I really really want to be steeped in prayer you know, all the time. I'd like to just be that mm-hmm. a walk in prayer. <laughs> hmm. Uh-huh. I understand. So, how is it that you sense or know or experience this? feeling that you're talking about, this awareness that you're talking about? Uh, Because uh, it's not always the first thing I think about. Mm -hmm. So my my sense of it is, Barbara, Mm -hmm. this is the most common thing there is, it's about worthiness. Mm. You see, and that's what mm-hmm. the entirety of A Course in Miracles is about. Mm-hmm. We can say it's about forgiveness, and we can say it's about the unconscious guilt, but the unconscious guilt is, and the unconscious guilt is from having chosen to be more interested in separation than mm-hmm. in joining. And mm-hmm. so the residue of that is now we feel we must be punished for having made that choice. And remember, we've made the choice for separation billions of times, each mm-hmm. one of us. So we've affirmed, we've had the choice to choose again in so many times, and we didn't, and we willfully did not. And we still do it today. You know, I recognize that in myself. I still find ways every day that I did not choose unity. I chose separation. Mm-hmm. The littlest irritations and frustrations. But 
our work in uh, Masterful Living, the work of A Course in Miracles, is to celebrate that we see it now. We can turn yeah. it over now. Yeah. Rather than to punish ourselves and feel guilty mm-hmm. and ashamed and unworthy more mm-hmm. and more and more. And that's where our healing comes from. So we're laying the burden of unworthiness down. We're laying the, the, the belief in punishment down. And our best tool in laying that punishment down is no longer punish, wanting to punish other people. Mm-hmm. Forgive them their debts as we forgive our debtors. Mm-hmm. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So that's the sense that I have. It's it's just about mm-hmm. worthiness. Mm-hmm. So if you focus entirely on looking at where you hold anyone, including yourself, unworthy. Mm-hmm. So consciously, are you consciously aware of any sense of unworthiness? You know, um, mm, um, I sort of suspect that um, not uh, there are things that and that I like to do, but I don't always do those. You know, it's like um, having a Sunday with the uh, and. It, you know, and you, you know, it's so beautiful and you know, so delicious. But I don't eat that first. I, I you know, and by the time I get to it, it's melted. I save it. Uh huh. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that just kind of seems to fit in. I don't know with mm-hmm. with with you know with what you're saying. Uh, save yeah. the best for last, and right. and then by the time you get to it, you know. It's not there or, you know, it's too late or whatever. That's a great awareness, Barbara. That is a great awareness. So there's the the ego habit of mm-hmm. just consuming the good without like a, like a dog eats something, you know, without savoring it, without enjoying it, without being present to it, just... Wolfing mm-hmm. it down, so to speak. That, or even, or not even getting to it. Just um, put it there. You know, it's so beautiful. You put it there, mm-hmm. and um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat it. I'm gonna. Oh, I can't wait to eat it. But I'm I'm gonna do these other things first. Right. And by the time I get to it, it's melted. Yeah, it's, it's gone. not very good anymore. The goodness. It's not very good anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, how do you feel? Well, then. I I think I feel guilty and I didn't that I allowed that to happen. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't do it, and why didn't I do it? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel very good at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always do that. Yep. Yeah, I remember last year somebody said to me. At the end of the summer, they said, I just realized I spent the whole summer working and I really didn't have quality time with my children the way I like to. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we talked about it. And I said, did anybody make you do it that way? No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And, you mm-hmm. know, but they chose it day after day after day. Mm-hmm. And they could have easily have chosen, take this half mm-hmm. hour, go play with my children. Take this hour, go play with my children. Mm-hmm. But not doing that. I think we have a tendency mm-hmm. to um, martyr ourselves in that way, right? It's like, I don't know what I feel that that's what's going on with me. Um, and I recognize that it's I'm in this martyr role and it always feels like um, that's how I earn love. That that love needs to be earned, that acceptance needs to be earned. Mm. And... Um, Mm-hmm. You know, what we end up earning in the end is just the disappointment of <laughs> what that brings us because it's not how it works, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I slaved for my children. I did all this stuff and I didn't do anything for myself. You know, that's a familiar road for everybody, I think. Mm-hmm. And... If you really examine that, it's kind of an um, interesting aspect of why are we doing that? What What yes. is that? It's to make up for our guilt. It's to yes. continue to earn people's respect or their love or their or or being a victim, right? I don't know. Well, that's it right there. So there's. Mm-hmm. It's a worthiness issue. Mm-hmm. I have to earn love. I can't mm-hmm. just enjoy life. Mm-hmm. I can't just do what I'd like. I have to be a martyr. See, and I grew up, my grandmother was a martyr in the way mm-hmm. she approached things. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. her childhood, she had felt very much like a victim mm-hmm. with her family situation. Very, very difficult situation at times. And so she was angry. And so she wanted to manipulate people into mm-hmm. loving her. She thought that's how she had to do it. She couldn't just receive love and care. She didn't feel worthy of it. So manipulation, coercion. Mm-hmm. So addressing this, you know, in year two, Masterful Living Year Two, we're focusing on self-love. And mm-hmm. my sincere hope and intention is that everyone in year three would listen to year one and two and pick up all. And I know it's a lot of listening, um, but um, and to do the practices, put the attention on even just doing the opening meditations and things like that. So uh, in year two, we're really focusing on self-love. And mm-hmm. self-love does have to do with worthiness. Mhm. Mhm. It so it's this the guilty shall be punished. So course of miracles says that all of our suffering is an outpicturing of the unconscious guilt we feel for having chosen separation over oneness. 
So we can, and A Course in Miracles tells us that we can, Jesus tells us that we can be reborn in the holy instant. We can lay that burden down instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, with a shift mm-hmm. in our belief. Mm-hmm. And if you think of, you know, the, the, in Jesus' uh, parables, there was a parable, I can't think of it right now, I'm not an expert on his parables, but um, there is one about the, the man who had a treasure, but he didn't know that he had a treasure. Like, let's say that you had an inheritance that was $10 million, but the information about your inheritance had not registered in your mind yet. You weren't aware of it. Let's say that there was a letter that you received notifying you of this $10 million inheritance. And, you know, I used to take papers off of my desk and I used to just put them in a pile and put them in a suitcase, put the suitcase in the closet. And then months later, I would go open that suitcase. All right, now I have the energy to look at all these papers and sort them and file them. And there would be sometimes mail in there, and sometimes there would be uh, accidentally an envelope I didn't open that seemed like junk mail that actually wasn't junk mail at all. And uh, sometimes even uh, there would be like a tithe check that somebody had given me that somehow had gotten tucked into something by accident, you know, it had slipped in between papers and I didn't realize it was there. And um, that happened to me once or twice over the years. So imagine that you have received this $10 million inheritance from someone who just gifted it to you because some act of kindness that you did, like there are people who do that. And um, not that you had to earn it, but they just observed something. Let's just say it, it doesn't really matter, but you have this inheritance. And so you're a multimillionaire, but you don't know it because you haven't received it in your heart. You haven't received it in your awareness. It, but it's still there. It's still yours. That's how we operate. But the minute that you open that envelope and it says, you know, here's your $10 million, here's how to access it, and you, you know, call the attorney or the bank or whatever and you access it and your belief that you were poor, that you were forgotten, that you didn't have enough, where does that belief go? Well, if you accept and allow the $10 million, it dissolves instantaneously. But many people will win the lottery, but they still, in their mind, have the belief system of unworthiness. So they don't improve the quality of their lives. They Actually, their life becomes more stressful because now people want them to share their money with them. So the the parable is about accepting your inheritance.
which is we have the the power to decide what we're going to believe and what we're going to energize with our thoughts and beliefs. And of course, that's what we talk about every week. So that goes back to the opening meditation. of how are we seeing our thoughts and beliefs made manifest. I also want to, just before we get into that, uh, in the time we have left, uh, going back to what Bojena was saying about breathing in the misqualified use of the energy, for me, that's extremely empowering because I'm taking total responsibility for my choice to misqualify the use of my energy, I'm breathing it back into my heart space in order that it's transformed and requalified and now made into the holy purpose for which I w- wish every expression in my life to be. So it's taking responsibility and and actually participating in and invoking the divine alchemy of transformation. And I feel like such a seventh flame being, which is seventh flame, the violet flame, you know, is about transformation, freedom, forgiveness, compassion. These spiritual qualities are divine alchemy. They're the things I'm most interested in. So I really love being able to participate in that divine alchemy. I I love being able to take responsibility for all the qualifies my energy. It feels very empowering to me. How does that feel, Bojena? She muted herself. Maybe. I, I'm sorry, I did mute myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying, I just, uh, I'm beginning to understand it on a much deeper level. Yeah. The alchemy that happens in the heart, and I was just remembering, uh, since I've been studying the 21 lessons uh, by the ascended master. Teaching Foundation, which is the best thing I've ever taken into my hands, and it helped me to understand on a much deeper level that it is important to speak the law of forgiveness before invoking uh, the violet flame. That is to say, I am the law of forgiveness for myself and all mankind for all qualified energy. That ties into your saying of owning it. And it recommends saying that simple sentence many times. When I started 
saying that I broke down in tears, and I still do all the time. And for forgiveness for myself and for all mankind, for the transgressions of the law of love, for my mistakes, for my qualifications of energy, and for straying from the light. To open the ground for receiving the violet flame. Wonderful. So in the beginning of our meditation, who would like to share about anything that they had an awareness of that was working really well in their life and what their belief system was about it? Anybody have any surprises? No surprises. Old, familiar stuff. All right. What was the old, familiar stuff that people were reminded of in the opening meditation? The The things that are going well in their life and what their belief system is around it. Well, I think um, the thing for me, uh, I mean, it's not perfect, but it's wonderful, and that is my uh, my health, um, my uh, breathing issue. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, I, I just believe that miracles can take place here. Mm-hmm. And um, mm, last week... Um, I had an experience where, well, I mean, I had it all week where I, I, um, I had gone to the acupuncturist and um, she gave me Chinese herbs and whatever, mm-hmm. and I swear, I mean, I, and my breathing totally changed, totally changed, mm-hmm. and um, to the point that, mm, I don't know, you know, I'm. I'm feeling that, you know, in the near future, I won't need this breathing thing over here anymore. Um, I'm just, uh, and I think that's, I I mean, I think something is definitely happening here. And and it's because, you know, uh, my feeling is that miracles happen. I know miracles. Mm Mm-hmm. And that miracles can happen and are happening in this situation. This is so totally different than my breathing two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Totally different. Mm-hmm. I mean, totally different. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I... Uh, so, mm. 
You know, and as you're talking about it, Barbara, I'm feeling uh, once again the issue of worthiness that you have turned a corner. You now feel worthy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Of having a healing. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, in fact, um, a minute ago, I um, I thought, you know, there in other places that a lot of things I hadn't done because probably that not feeling worthy. I hadn't because I hadn't done enough. I hadn't. I think somebody said something about it. I hadn't earned it. Mm-hmm. I have not earned that, so I don't get. You know, uh, mm-hmm. because I haven't done enough, but I'm, I'll, I'll never do enough. <laughs> you know, never. Yeah. It's never, 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 never enough. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, it's not about the doing. Uh huh. Mm. What came to mind right now is that I, uh, I remember it feels like, uh, and I can't think of anything in particular. But for my mother, I could never do enough. Mm-hmm. Do just a little bit more. Never, it was just never enough. Mm-hmm. So there's something for you to watch and become aware of when that feeling to, oh, I need to do more in order to fix this. What is mm-hmm. the energy of that? I need to do more in order to fix this. I need to redouble my efforts. Mm-hmm. This comes up for all of us. We need to do mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. That's not the answer. Yeah. If the problem is separation, how can doing more heal the problem of separation? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It never can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I would encourage you to really focus on that worthiness and look for where it comes up. And I I remember um, when you were first in Master Living Year One talking about worthiness issues with your daughter. Oh. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) And that's Uh. clearly shifted. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We've yeah. got Kathy raising her hand here. I'm going to just unmute Kathy. <laughs> hey there. Hey, I could. Oh. Mm. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, this is Kazi. Kazi, I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't unmute myself, but that's okay. I was muted. <laughs> um, a couple of things I, a couple of insights I had. So the place that everything is working is around my dad. And it's just because of my belief, which is that everything is happening for the best for me and the universe and him and and really believing that. And then just noticing those areas in my life that are much more, um, I would say, ingrained false identifications or beliefs mm-hmm. of the areas that aren't working. And it's just... It's just like, oh, wow, well, why do you have that belief? I mean, I could believe the same way as around my dad, and it would be... It could shift in an instant. Yeah. You've well, you've put a lot of attention on your relationship with your dad and uh, the experience that you're having with him now. 
and you're seeing those you've been seeing consistently those results right yeah and so i i mean and also ask you know bringing it up in class and then it's always like oh yeah i don't want to be pushing the density because that's what it goes back to what kept going back to around my dad and so finally i've been working in the invisible around them and i really see the results so what is this really yeah what are the specific beliefs that have you now have so i i now have that it's really a blessing to be around him and that everything that's happening with him is such a blessing and there's so much grace that to even spend any time with him because he's in the twilight part of his life i have no idea how much time it is but to just be so grateful for that time. And it really is having let go of a belief that I had to do more or do something for him and just spending time, just being with him is what is really um, so much full of grace that time I spend with him. Yeah. How wonderful. Yeah. I'm just very grateful. (laughs) And what was your belief before, Kazi? My belief before was it had to be different than how it was. That he, you know, that, well, yeah, anything around it, how, you know, like, I wish he was, or wishing something different than what it was. You know, I wish he wasn't aging. I wish he wasn't having dementia, whatever, you know. And it's like, well, no, (laughs) this is how it is. That's a beautiful awareness, Kazi, because it's a really clear demonstration on how the idea that it should be better, it could be better, it should be different, it could be different, uh, how that literally robs us of our peace. It robs us of the grace and the joy and the love that we can experience that's deeply healing right now. Yes. Yep. And just makes me, when I'm when I'm focusing on that, I'm just completely an upset. Yes. Yeah. So I'm really appreciative of the meditation because it's really having the two parts, you know, having what really is working and what's really not working, and really all it is is what I believe in those areas differently. Exactly. And that the areas that I don't think are working, I just have to implement what I did in the areas that are. And it's that it really is that easy, and it's not always that easy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's amazing and miraculous. And I, I'll tell you just from a, kind of a, a, a an addendum to that, this morning I opened my suitcase. I had two suitcases that I took to Mexico, and one just had like – clothes and some other things in it and in that suitcase that I didn't open until this morning Diana. <laughs> um it had it had uh this bottle of um oh like herbal tonic that was a dark brown and somehow the cap had come off and it had sprayed all over my books and my clothes. Mm-hmm. This thick, gooey, dark 
herbal thing. Potentially staining all the clothes that were in there. We'll see. But I just opened it and I was like, oh. <laughs> and sometimes I just fix <laughs> things like, oh, that, that feels like less than the ideal. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, oh, I wish that hadn't happened, you know, or something like that. It's just, you know, I allow myself to feel it. But it was such a minute feeling of just, oh. And it actually was more like, oh, now I have the joy of cleaning this up and washing all these clothes and maybe I'll have to toss these books or whatever. And But I didn't feel upset, really, or bothered. You know, it was just kind of an, oh. And... um and I didn't even, it didn't even occur to me now to think, oh, the cost of that liquid tonic is somehow wasted or, you know, anything like that. Um, and so when my experience was so just chill about it all, sometimes I have to ask myself, Jennifer, are you in denial of feelings? Are you blocking your feelings? Are there actual thoughts in there like this? terrible this should never have happened i should have done it differently but i look and i say no those thoughts aren't there but i remember when they would have been there and how that would have just bothered me so much because i would have berated myself why didn't you put that in a plastic bag you had a plastic bag you could have put it in a plastic bag what were you thinking why do you do these things you're so you know i would have gone over and over and over it and i would have relived it you know, died the death a thousand times kind of a thing. And, yeah. I totally get it. (laughs) It's so important and so valuable to acknowledge these things and to recognize, oh, this this is a victory for the spirit. So this is now a blessing to me. This is a victory for the spirit because now I know and and as I said to my friend whose home I'm staying in, I said, you know, uh, I'm so grateful that these are my challenges, my challenges about some clothes and some books. It's, you know, I'm, I didn't have an argument with anybody. I'm not having a relationship problem uh I feel fine. Now, yesterday I had some dental work, and I don't actually feel fine today. But I have to say that the whole time that I've been in the class and focused on love and truth, I have felt fine. Mm-hmm. You know, now I'm remembering, oh, that's right, my, my face is sore, my head is throbbing. That's right. So one of the exercises that we did that I thought was really sweet that Regina did on the retreat was she had everybody just come into the now moment and notice their body and recognize that they really in the now moment could feel literally feel I am not a body Mm. Mm. so you know that might be something for you um, Barbara to experiment with with um mhm mhm mm. so just how do you do it yeah so in the moment if let's say it's it's i think it's a good opportunity 
You know what? Um, I don't know if it's Rich or Karen. You've got a little bit of noise coming through, so I'm just going to uh, invite you to self-mute, if you would. Though so I hope you'll share. Oh, thank you. Um, so let's say you have a moment when you just feel you're physically not feeling 100% mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form. To pause, to get still for a moment, and just notice, is it the I that's not feeling well? Or is it the identification, the one who's identified with the body that's not feeling well? Okay. Now, another thing is, and you can do this, Bojena, with your pancreas. Uh, and I've done this, cause, uh, I, and I remember specifically a couple of occasions where I had a particular pain, like a sudden, suddenly a particular pain arose in my body and it felt, it felt, it felt (laughs) like unidentified, you know, so it wasn't like, oh, that's something in my bowels or my digestion or I wounded myself there. Nothing like that. It just seemed like some kind of bizarre sudden pain Uh, and to get still and to contact the energy of the pain because it's there to serve it's an expression of our beliefs and thoughts or it would not be happening in our experience so it's there to serve us it's there to help us become more aware if we choose it to have that purpose so I can think of this one time where I had this pain in my wrist that suddenly emerged like what the heck is that I don't know what that is but it was a strong pain and I I was not interested in managing it or taking aspirin or anything like that I thought what what is this so I got still and I connected with the energy that was causing that pain and or was an expression, a revelation of that pain, we could say. And I said, I just connected with it. And I felt, well, if it had a visual, what would be the visual? And I don't remember the specifics now, but let's just say if I'm remembering now, uh, tuning into it now, that it felt like a, a kind of a steel, wiry, cold, angry energy. And like a wiry cloud of anger in my wrist. That had a, seemingly had a trajectory or feelings or thoughts all of its own. And so I just said, what are you, what's going on with you? What are you trying to tell me? What do you what would you like to teach me? What would you like me to know? Started asking it these questions. And it had a lot to say. Mm-hmm. You know, and it wasn't like lots and lots of words, but lots of energy. You know, I'm upset. What are you upset about? I don't remember now. It was a long time ago, but um uh you know, it might just be, I, I'm angry that you're not taking good care of yourself. 
and I'm angry that you you're not recognizing that you need time to rest or I'm I'm angry that you let people talk to you that way. I'm angry that you don't have a a home that is um well cared for. You know that you allow yourself to live in a um a dirty space, something like that. Do you know what I mean? Oh, very much so. I have done that. And the two things which have come up and with which I'm working now more in a more focused manner is one, uh, let go of the sadness and allow joy to have its way with you. And the other one is larger, and that is to trust God emotionally. Mm. Trust God emotionally to stop controlling my feel, controllerizing my feelings. Mm-hmm. Yes. So remember, always going back to awareness is curative. Awareness is curative. That the temptation of the ego is cons- very consistent to say, "Don't look at that. Don't examine that." Don't feel that. Deny it, deny it, deny it. And that's a very different thing from being able to observe it and not identify with it. Because the ego is saying, that's bad, that's wrong, that's going to kill you. But spirit knows that none of that is true. And so the, the, the spiritual impetus is to observe it, to recognize it for what it is. So when there is a pain in the body or emotional, you know, sometimes with emotional distress, we can get into a very intellectual thing. And and as you all well know, I I do not encourage us to do a whole analytical thing because the ego is the analyzer and it's not going to go well. But just the willingness to have spirit tell me, oh, what is this? What is this about? How is this for my healing? How is this for my learning? Then we can get that. So I invite everyone to practice that this week. If you notice a physical feeling or emotional feeling of discordancy, allow yourself to take a few minutes and just become aware of what is it? What is this about? Yeah. What is it about without identifying with it? Exactly. There is the the key. Thank you for that reminder. Mm -hmm. So it's this is the I am not a body, but I can. I have a body that I'm using. I'd like to care for it well. You know, in our whole life, again and again and again, many or most of our real distresses and disturbances and angers and upsets come as a direct result of our unwillingness to recognize 
what things are for. Or, and and if we aren't willing to recognize what's actually our experience, what's actually our feelings, what's actually our thoughts, which feelings and thoughts are all part of our experience, if we're not actually willing to recognize the symbols that are being placed in our awareness, which the body is a symbol, our feelings are symbolic, our thoughts are symbolic, all these things, if we're not willing to uh, pay attention to them, then we're stuck managing and coping and being a victim of them. So our healing comes from that awareness. Awareness is curative. So it's being able to observe without judgment. I don't know what anything is for, but I'd like to. I don't know what this pain is for, but I'd like to. The pain has a value or it would not be happening. So that's in the trust and uh, the tr- development of trust section in the manual for teachers. It's, it takes, you know, great learning and great willingness. And it's not easy to recognize that all circumstances and events are truly helpful. So let me rec- it Well, wouldn't I like to live in a world where everything is helping me? Yes. Well, I do live in that world. So why don't I recognize it? You know, so one of the affirmations I, you know, I use is um, everything is for me and nothing is against me. I don't use it much anymore, but I used to feel like things were working against me. I'd say, no, everything is for me. Nothing is against me. Nothing is against me. Everything is for me. All things work together for good for those who love the Lord, and that's me. So it's it's a beautiful that we have each other to help us pay attention and not fall asleep. And our coming together twice a week in the class and the community call and then, of course, the year two and year one calls. Because what we're going to be doing now in year one is focusing on trust and faith. And uh, in year two, really looking at the power of our word to be loving or self-attacking. And uh, next week, we're going to have our uh, – uh, actually, I think it's going to be um, the week after we'll be talking about the Enneagrams, the week after. And the whole purpose of looking at the Enneagrams is simply to help us recognize that the personality patterns that we are experiencing are not random. We have chosen them. We've chosen them for a holy purpose. So we're not screwed up. We have chosen these personality patterns to help us in our awakening. All right, any final thoughts before we close out here? Okay. Well, so good to join with you today. So good to be able to really do this deeper work. It's it's really powerful. Our minds are really opening. It's beautiful. So I invite you to look at these, uh, have these conversations about looking at, well, what am I seeing in the world? So what must my belief be? 
like when things are really going well, take time, take a moment to ask your higher self, what is the belief that I have in this area of my life that's supporting this wonderful experience? When things don't seem to be going well, what is the belief that I have that is the out, is being outpictured by the stuckness or the difficulty or the challenge? Let's work at the level of our beliefs. Really committing to that this year. Not working in the world of form, but using the world of form to teach us about our beliefs so that we can really speed up our healing here and and just live happier lives really choose Mm -hmm. consciously Mm -hmm. so with our hand on our heart we take a breath of love and gratitude and recognize that all things work together for our good we call the name of god beloved i am that i am and we open our heart and mind to the higher holy spirit self a willingness to partner up with the Shambhala Brotherhood, the Brotherhood of Light, the angels and ascended masters. We welcome all assistance in all areas of our life. We are cultivating the willingness, taking responsibility, releasing the belief in punishment and unworthiness, And accepting that we are worthy of all the goodness. We're worthy of being the perfect givers and receivers of love that we truly are. And we're grateful and thankful to accept this is so. We share the benefits with everyone because all minds are joined. So grateful this is so. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. Mm-hmm. Thank you, everybody. I love you. And if you're in the MLC2 class later today, I'll see you then. And great to, to see you there on the call, Natalie. God bless you. I love you. And, and what great community calls you've been having. It's wonderful. Mwah. Bye-bye. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye.